Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. 818 and it is time for Counterpoint. We've got tonight Andy Stinton, small businessman, and Jamie Ellerton, principal. I'm doing the Ford thing. I'm doing the Ford thing. That's at the end, Andy. Well, you're oh, you're obnoxious sorry. with or without it, so you don't <laughs> so, really need so it. So we screwed that one up. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Jamie Ellerton, principal over at Canaptus PR. Hello, guys. Great to be back in studio, Alex. Yeah, it's nice to have you both in studio for tonight. He's better looking than I thought he'd be. Oh, that's very kind of you. Yeah. That's the nicest thing Andy's ever said to me. Well, her in there. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about pot, shall we? So we've now got more details, albeit um, you know, not all the details, but some details of how the Ford government plans to roll out its pot. It will be online until April of 2019. At that point, it will be private retailers who, I guess, out of the 500 licenses that they're going to make available will get to set up shop with bricks and mortar. I'll start with you on this, Jamie. Um, What do you think of the announcement? I mean, I'm not surprised it's private, but the right time to announce it? I think it ultimately had to be done on the broad strokes. I think they're actually getting this right. Uh, You can't possibly really kind of look at the proliferation of dispensaries in the over the past year in Toronto. If they're truly going to do this right, actually get the regulatory systems in place, get the logistical transportation of it all in place, that's going to take time and pressing pause to April 1st, maybe they actually get it done sooner, but by setting a further out benchmark, they get the time to actually do this responsibly. Okay, but there's the question, and I, I pressed Miss Mulrooney on it a few times as to, like, wh- how, how is it going to work? Like, I put my, my order in online, does it come an hour later, or are we getting two, three days later? I mean, f- for people to go eight months without being able to get their pot as easily as they would, let's say, a bottle of wine, it's not going to stop the black market. Does that matter? The first thing is, I think, privatizing it, letting private industry into it, 10 out of 10. Yep. The government running a mail order service just ain't working for me in any way, shape, or form. Well, I asked her if Amazon could do it. I mean, Amazon would get it. So why not go to somebody like the LCBO, where all, I, I hear what you're saying, but where somebody's got that system in place. But don't they are. Tra- They're using the, Ontar- the Ontario Cannabis, that OCS thing that the Liberals set up as their depot. The issue is... If you're going to get it online, how long does it take to get the product? Because they have to buy it from somewhere. Because from what I understand, the private dispensary will buy it from an authorized supplier. I think it's going to run, if I understand it, like, you know, that vegetable place out on uh, the QEW, the gardener, you know, where all the vegetables by the Ontario farmers get dropped off at the depot and then stores go in and pick it. I think that's how it will go. Will they have a, a central depot of licensed growers and then that's where you get the product. Yeah, and the LCBO actually operates that way today as yeah. well as liquor. You can get a lot of wine at restaurants in this country that you'll never see on a retail shelf at yeah. the LCBO, but it all still flows through the LCBO. So if you look at kind of what 
some of the Western Canada provinces, including Alberta, are doing. They're setting up that model where essentially the province is the wholesaler and the regulator, but individually retail stores are able to do what they want. And I think obviously we'll see more details as they formally RFP that. Is it going to be a lottery? Is it going to be a fee-based thing? And whether they're looking to maximize revenue on selling licenses or looking to allow some of the smaller entrants into the sphere. I think if you look at kind of where some of the people have been very noisy on this already, the idea that all of a sudden you're going to have shoppers drug marts for weeds everywhere and the like Abbey Roaches in Kensington Market here in Toronto and the other people like that are going to get shut out uh, is going to cause them probably more headaches than they actually want. So I think they're going to try and find some balance where the larger retail players will get to scale, uh, but some of the smaller entrants will have a sh- kick at the can in this market. Albeit, it does raise some interesting it's challenges. It's that I'm concerned it, 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 about. Well, that, and that, I was just going to say, like if I'm a person delivering pot in the mail <laughs> exactly. service, and I think the unions would but have a big is issue with this. But marijuana works today. It's mail only. It does, but I don't think we think of it. Like when you've got mass distribution of pot, <laughs> if I'm the mail guy, and, I, and I'm betting the unions are probably working on this right now, you're you're a target. Like who's who's to say you're not going to get say, knocked say off? The mail guy. He do, he, sh- he shows up. You know how the mail guy knocks on your door, and as soon as he knocks, he puts the notice there to say that you went home. I'm not even, even sure they knock sometimes because my buzzer <laughs> is very clearly there. I show up well, the notice cards there, and I got to go to shoppers to pick up my Amazon deliveries <laughs> that uh, they don't do. Yeah, I, I've got a, a video doorbell, and you need like a speed camera to see them. They're like Olympic runners. Back to the thing. They won't be with pot. No, they will be, and then they Chill have to on. take it back. <laughs> <laughs> to that post office at Shoppers Drug Mart, mm-hmm. and then you have to show up with the, this. This is not going to work. Well, they're they, going to get mugged. Well, they might. I mean, but there's so many other. And we were talking about on the break, Mike and I, like the smell factor. Like you're going to have all these places holding like the mail. <laughs> uh, like it's going to stink to At the end of the day, I just flash forward, look back five years, look where the conversation was. If today the issue of cannabis legalization is squabbling over how effective the Crown Corporation is going to be at delivering it to you, and you having to remember your ID, I think we've made a ton of progress. Progress on this, yeah. and uh, you'll get to celebrate Canada. Why don't just next go to year. Amazon or somebody that knows what they're doing? Well, she didn't say no to Amazon, and, and she didn't say yes to very. But much she didn't. So. No, she did not say no. Which I thought, you know, they didn't. They have not given this. Just it doesn't sound like unless she made a mistake to just Canada Post, which then you at least get competition. But if you're waiting for three days for pot, you're you're going to go to your guy. But essentially, based on what the previous government announced, which it more or less sounds like they're keeping in this regard, they're having Shopify run the digital end of things with the LCBO running the delivery side, logistics <laughs> sides of things. And uh, I don't know if you've tried to use the LCBO booze order. They can pat themselves on the back for having the internet. It's actually atrocious. No one's waiting four I days know. for their mail order no. delivery. If you live in like a place where you rely on an agency store, somewhere in the northwestern Ontario, far from like some of the bigger LCBOs we have here in the GTA, yeah, maybe mail works for you, but like no one's going to wait six days to get their bottle of uh, well, Bordeaux delivered. Well, not to mention, now, what do you, you have one of those, what do you, what do you do if you've got the mailboxes that are in the community? <laughs> <laughs> just take so your really. license plate. Just, decide, take got, your license plate on the inside door for delivery day. Yeah, yeah. this is this has got bad school trip written all over no. it. Right? <laughs> well, I'm sure it'll sort itself out, but there are going to oh, be yeah. definite challenges. I want to talk a little bit about uh, Sir John A. Macdonald, um, the Ontario Tourism Minister, saying we'll take Mr. Sir John A. Macdonald uh, after Victoria's. City Council decided to erase history there at the library. They took the statue down. They shipped it away, which I got to be honest, it made me (coughs) very sad to see the image of Canada's first prime minister on the back of a truck. But nonetheless, Queen's Park is saying, we'll take it. And Victoria's saying, nope, you won't. Plus, they've already got one. So, I mean, she she actually walked out of the front lawn on Queen's Park and seen there's a great big statue of Sir John A. Macdonald. What are we going to do with two? Well, we'll put maybe just remind people twice. This guy founded your country. Okay. 
We don't. We don't want him back. We, well, I'm sure we can find one. a plate. Well, we shouldn't have taken the one down where it went down, but nonetheless, I, I mean, I, 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 I get I, what they're doing. It's symbolic. I get it. Oh, the ask to bring in here is definitely symbolic, and yeah. I think conservatives across the country got a good, good chuckle out of it. Uh, I think the broader piece, and uh, Brian Lee Crowley actually had some really, um, the McDonald Laurie Institute had some great stuff to say on this in terms of like, yes, perhaps to some indigenous people, Sir John, in the history of residential schools is a, a very offensive thing, and obviously residential schools was, but in the context of the history, one of the reconciliation things is actually to bring indigenous leaders of the time up to celebrate them and get to know them better rather than tearing others oh, down please what a new age no but like thing. let's even look at like thomas okay, jefferson thomas jefferson was a slave owner but you he also rewrite was like big it. on individual freedom i, I, I know you're no, a millennial and you, think you can do anything but you can't <laughs> rewrite history i hate to tell you sir john a Macdonald was the first prime minister of this country what's and all except the whole history of him. Don't try and, oh, but this and we'll take him down and we'll ignore him and then we'll bring the indigenous people up there. That's not the way history was. Sorry, you can't rewrite it. No, for sure, but you could actually talk about, say, like Tecumseh and his war in the 1812 well, but, but again, you have, to, you have to leave the statue there. And indigenous there. leaders in Western Canada, which frankly, I people think we know less get about. kind of bored of indigenous leaders, my friend. Well, it's, well, look, I don't think anyone gets really excited anytime they see a statue unless it's Michelangelo. However, uh, when you are... You know, instead of taking one down, you could easily just put another uh, statue up and say, here, this is this guy's history and this is this guy's history or the woman, whatever. I'm just but very... why do we have to be so ultra sensitive well, we to don't. minorities that, that you're saying, oh, we need to bring indigenous leaders up? They are a minority. They have a part of this uh, history in this country. Let's let them keep it in perspective. And bad things were done to them. But let's not amplify them and make that the whole story and not something like Sir John A. Macdonald. I am did great not things. suggesting they become the whole story, but at the end of the day, if reconciliation is actually a thing and but we're we'll going to have indigenous Canadians actually start to identify as Canadians and have some sense of pride of that, I do think we can symbolically go out no, of our oh, way. We're going to get into the next subject, which we're doing after the break. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, no, but then, you know, look, if we're going to go down this road, we got to start removing every, every, yeah. every statue. I mean, including Mr. Pierre Elliott Trudeau. Because he said some pretty bad things about indigenous people, too. Or Tommy Douglas and eugenics. Yeah, look, I just, I don't understand how this came to be. And I hope to God it's not the Pandora's box to more of it. I have the solution. Take all the historical things down that you don't like and Mm. replace it with radio show hosts. (laughs) <laughs> the dog fountain at like uh, well, behind the Flatiron Building. Statue that would be very deep outside the LCBO. <laughs> outside the new pot shop. There yeah. you go. Imagine the debate of what's in her hand, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Stop. Stop having fun at my expense. Uh, we will talk about Maxime Bernier and why some are taking issue with his comments. I said some. The perpetually outraged will be further outraged, but we'll talk about that. Uh, Coming up next here on Counterpoint, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio. Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. Andy Stinton and Jamie Ellerton joining me tonight. Let's talk about. It's a family car. I don't care what he says. What? His, his Subaru is a family car, which is for a young man. Is are we not still right. talking about what we were talking about on the break? Yeah. Oh, okay. You <laughs> carry on. I'll just do this little radio show. There's plenty of room for our dog, Kevin, in the back. <laughs> Kevin, what an amazing name. Uh, can we talk about conservative MP Maxime Bernier? Uh, if we must. <laughs> he's taking issue with Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's oft-repeated message of diversity 
Uh, you know, the comment, diversity is our strength. Um, anyway, he is calling that a form of radical multiculturalism. And I guess over the weekend, he got into a a little Twitter speech, which um, got a few eyebrows raised. In both English and French, he basically says promoting too much diversity could have the effect of dividing Canada into little tribes that cause division, erode Canada's identity, and destroy what makes it a great country. Um, I get that the the politically correct, and I know a lot of politicians, everyone will kind of be up in arms on this, but I bet you if we did some polling of Canadians, Andy, they would agree. I, I totally agree. I mean, the first comment I've got is, after the Saudi Arabia thing, maybe doing policy on Twitter is not yeah, such a good Maybe, you would think It's that. really not such a good idea. I think what he says is true. I, I, I think that, that I mean, it's, it's like this, we were doing this thing about the indigenous people you keep bringing up. We keep pushing this diversity. It's in the charter, okay? Everybody has those rights, but we keep pushing it and pushing it. We have these people come into the country. We don't make them speak English. You can go and get your citizenship and have a translator. I, I just think, yeah, you're going to have the Muslims over here and the Syrians over here, and they will be little tribes that speak their own language. And I, I have to agree with them. I, I know that politicians are squirming because it's a, you know, look, it's great fodder for the liberals because they can use this as an attack. I know the conservatives will crawl into their skin because they're scared of being attacked. But I honestly, I don't think Mr. Bernier, as offensive as it might sound, I don't think he is actually wrong in what the message he is trying to say, albeit it might be clumsy. Yeah, I think his delivery is absolutely clumsy on this, and the broader point, I think, gets lost uh, as a result of that. I think if you look at some of the work that the previous Harper government did, uh, I worked for Jason Kenney for six years, and for three of those years, I was constantly across the country, uh, particularly in Canada's larger cities, doing uh, what we called ethnic outreach and reaching out to these communities. And let me tell you, the passion they have for Canada and the enforcement of Canadian laws and the kind of adoption of their new native homeland is actually like really kind of awe-inspiring. So this actually just doesn't jive with the kind of broader immigrant and the integration of multiculturalism experience that I see. But I also think that with that, uh, we sh- should definitely have a, a rigid citizenship test where they do know Canadian history, where they do know our fundamental values, and they can speak English or French. But we well, can't but even get that right. fundamental values change every but day. we can't even we get that right. We pull the statues down. Well, you take the statues down. Yeah. We can't put things like female genital mutilation no. in. I mean, people are offended, Jamie, over everything. And I think what's interesting about his comments, he said something infinitely diverse has no core identity and ceases to exist. Basically, if we have people coming into this country who come in and absolutely reject Western values, yep. we are not Canada anymore. And I agree with that. I, I mean, look, I and think it, we bow down to them too, way, way too much. I think if you want to come to our country, because I came from England to what is now my country, and I stood there in the citizenship court and, and people couldn't speak or read the application. Is that not a basis to bring us together that we all speak the same language? And I know a lot of immigrants that just hang out in. You I don't know. need everyone to speak the same language. I Why do. Not? I do need. No, I need. I need people to have the same values. In other words, um, it, like we saw in the uh, Ottawa mosque, where they were bringing in hate preachers that were talking yes. about women as second-rate citizens, killing homosexuals, and all that. No, that does not have a place in my country. And if you believe in Wahhabism or any of these other forms of extremism, I don't care what religion it is, you don't belong here. But that's what's happened in England. 
I yes, mean, they, they've gone, gone through this freedom of speech. They've got the, the hate Muslim. I forget. Well, one of your politicians could go to jail for, for criticizing. Here, like, I think this is like a you very small now? minority of examples like that, and we have a robust free press and a very patriotic. We do, Canadian but it's evolving. Coast coast, it is, it is changing. Those with an immigration background who denounce these things. I don't know if I agree with you. And to cherry you. pick like the Ottawa mosque example, which is absolutely terrible and has no place in Canada, absolutely. But we've seen and to it. apply that with a broad brush is like the Muslims, the no, Syrians. I'm using like, that Andy as one it's, uh, it's, it's a very no, slippery slope, and I think it's repulsive. You're talking about our core values, but we're trying to destroy them piece by piece. Canada is very good nationally at destroying itself. We don't preserve buildings because they're in the way. We don't preserve our history. We don't push our own culture because we're too busy with it. As when I said, it's in little tribes now, and it's getting more and more in little tribes. And I actually think the politicians are... War. No, 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 it's not about that. I just think I, I've i seen in the last year a little bit of a... With the way politicians are pandering to it, the way they are weaponizing it. You know, we've got a border crisis. We're not even allowed to call it what it is because you don't want to offend anybody. I think a culmination of that over the last couple of years, and I think people have got kind of stepped back and said, you know what, I'm not, I'm not cool with this anymore. And I think that's what's feeding Mr. Bernier. I'm all for a healthier dose of common sense than the national stage, but let's like get rid of the fear mongering that goes with it because, quite frankly, it's just gross. It is. I, I, I agree. I hate to say this, but I agree with Alex. It's got so much to the point that we can't say anything against certain parts of the populations because we're deemed racist or sexist or whatever else ist it is. And I, I think it's got to stop. I really do. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think it's become too weaponized. And I'll blame the politicians of this country for doing it, but they're all doing it. And now we've got a politician that's saying, I think, what a lot of Canadians might be feeling, but no one will say it because they're too scared. But we I just did, though. Well, Yay, yeah, but Andy. again, I feel vilified only because I'm concerned that I said something over the line because now in my head, it's like everything's got to be so sanitized because someone will be offended. I agree. I'm just saying in the greater picture, if we were to do a poll, I think a lot of Canadians would say, yeah, I'm getting Do you support Canadian values? Of course, Canadians support Canadian values. They can it's say like that. But Jamie, uh, I also don't, th- but I don't, I think people come in and don't necessarily. And, and I no. say that for other, there are other ethnicities or other cultures that come in and bring their, uh, their practices, which I also think that they shouldn't be allowed to. You should not be able to abort a little girl because that's what your culture says. I I think that that's wrong and that's something that we should encourage women not to do. Where, where that doesn't ho- make me, that does not make me racist. That makes me feel that little baby girls are just as valuable as little baby boys. And, and I think if you come right. here, that should be something that we teach people that we don't believe in gender side. So, so I actually agree with you on that, but like, who's saying you're racist for saying? Well, I don't know. Someone gender side easily take is that. a practice. Will. We Someone will accept. easily say that. No, but we can't have it though. You like you make the point, you draw the line, and then like people tend to just fight against this. Like in, in theory, probably like an old Jamie, white stick man. We can't have it's like railing with us, screaming at the cloud. Like it's just I don't know. It's not the reality you see. There's definitely people who will probably have a megaphone who shouldn't, who talk about these things and take up a greater supply of the oxygen in the conversation than they ought to. Jamie, I actually we, don't think we, most we people can't have like, a. Christmas tree. And in our school system, we can't sing, you know, carols as part of, of the kids' uh, Christmas concert. A Christmas tree? What happened? It's a holiday tree now, uh, isn't it? Uh, well, I'll give you a more current example. We, just, about we just had a rally at uh, Toronto City Hall over the weekend, the Antifa rally against an anti uh, Islam group that didn't come, thankfully, but they were equally as angry and, and mad, and they attacked a journalist that I know um, because they 
only believe in the hate that is acceptable to them. The, the same group who hates hate would never go up to the Al-Quds rally in Queens Park and preach against that hate because that's not the particular hate that they care about. They don't care I, about I, Jew hate. I agree hate. with you, but I, I mean, to me, there's certain of these hate people that come along and I put them in the well, same they're all vile the same, though, bin. Right. As soccer hooligans. Sure. I well, mean, they've got all about the same. We're going to beat somebody up and cause trouble no matter what, whether it's Manchester United or anti-Islam or anti-the good humor man. I'm just Did saying Sir Johnny McDonald start McDonald's yeah. too? What? Did Sir Johnny McDonald's start McDonald's? Is <laughs> yeah, that why that's he's famous? It, yeah. He was the cheeseburger. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I'm way over. I got to go. I could have talked about that uh, a little bit longer. But nonetheless, it's a talker. Jamie, thank you. Andy, thank you. You're never worried about offending me, just everybody else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't care about you. Great to see you both in the flesh. Here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson, and this is Global News Radio. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.